This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, May 6, 2022. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, the Unionists in Belarus opposing Russia's war in Ukraine, World Press Freedom Day, May Day messages from around the world, and singing. When the Union's inspiration through the workers' blood shall run, there can be no power greater anywhere beneath the sun. Yet what force on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? But the Union makes us strong. This is Radio Labor. One of Russia's few state allies in its war against Ukraine is Belarus. Belarus, with its 9 million people, has Russia to the east and Ukraine to the south. Its authoritarian government has allowed the Russians to stage invasions of Ukraine from Belarusian territory. On the front lines in Belarus opposing the Russian invasion are the country's trade unions. In a special report, the Solidarity Center in the United States highlighted the role of the unions in the country. The podcast was hosted by Shauna Baderblau, the executive director of the Solidarity Center. On April 19, 2022, at least 18 union leaders were arrested in Belarus, where an autocracy has run the country since the fall of the Soviet Union. This is one of the most far-reaching series of arrests of trade union leaders in the history of modern Europe. Today, the government of Belarus has aligned itself with President Putin's invasion of Ukraine, despite the protest of many in Belarus. The workers' movement in Belarus has spoken out clearly and decisively against the you war on Ukraine and against their government support for it, which is one big reason why they were arrested. And that's it. Unions labor worldwide and global news. organizations like the United Thank Nations International Remember, Labor Organization and Amnesty International are universally condemning those arrests and calling for the immediate release of these union leaders who are being held in pre-trial detention awaiting sentencing. They are being denied access to lawyers. One of those arrested was Sergei Antasevich, the vice president of the Belarusian Congress of Democratic Trade Unions. We talked with Sergey on episode two of the Solidarity Center podcast in March of 2021, and he spoke passionately about how Belarusian workers took to the streets to protest fraudulent elections in 2020 that meant the country's autocrat, Alexander Lukashenko, would continue in power. The massive resistance movement that began in 2020 has been fueled by workers, with many women leading protests and gathering in public defiance of a regime that relentlessly seeks to crush those who stand up for democracy. We open with Sergei taking us back to that moment in August 2020, when the presidential election happened and the people rejected the outcome. Take us to that moment in August of last year, when the presidential election happened and afterwards people rejected the outcome. When is the first time you really realized that this was a different time in history than ever before? After use excessive violence against peaceful protesters in many factories uh, began to express their position actively, Protest against violence and fraud 
and uh, started at first time in modern Belarus setting up strike committees. We have a ban for strike, for organizing strike. The protesters had had the demands, resignation of Lukashenko and uh, his clique, and in violence and repressions, and holding fair election. At the same time, at the call of our organization, BKDP, the workers and employees began to quit uh, the uh, state trade unions and try to create independent trade unions. The protesters gave rise appearing numerous civil society initiatives and NGOs. New organizations have appeared where uh, they have never excited, particularly in uh, healthcare institutions and uh, educational establishments. Doctors, teachers, students. It's uh, incredible. You can hear the full 20-minute interview with Sergei Entusevich at SolidarityCenter.org. As the war in Ukraine continues, Russia is demonstrating how authoritarian states deal with journalists by imprisoning, sometimes killing them. Seamarie Ainsborough has a report about World Press Freedom Day. May 3rd is World Press Freedom Day, a day designed to remind people of the importance of journalists in the development of democracy. At the world level, unionized journalists are represented by the International Federation of Journalists. The IFJ represents more than 600,000 journalists in 146 countries. Its website has extensive resources about the state of journalism in the world and issues such as the killing of journalists doing their jobs. One of the resources IFJ pointed to on May 3rd was a podcast by the Reuters Institute in the UK. Welcome to the Future of Journalism, a podcast from the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism. I'm Mira Selva, Deputy Director of the Institute and Director of the Journalist Fellowship Programme. On 3rd of May each year, the world marks Press Freedom Day to show support for journalists whose ability to report freely is curtailed through harassment and intimidation, online security threats, financial pressures, legal threats, as well as physical threats and the stark dangers of reporting from conflict zones. The most recent Press Freedom Index by Reporters Without Borders found that in almost three quarters of countries, journalism is constrained, seriously impeded or blocked outright. The day is also an opportunity to remember those journalists who have lost their lives due to their work. The Committee to Protect Journalists has confirmed that this year alone, 15 journalists have been killed in the nature of their work through covering the war in Ukraine, narco-trafficking in Mexico and civil unrest in Haiti and elsewhere. We run the Journalist Fellowship Programme at the Reuters Institute to highlight some of these issues and crucially to bring journalists from around the world reporting incredibly difficult, incredibly fast-changing situations to talk to each other and to us about what can be done. And today I'm really pleased to have Paolo Molina Tapia from Chile. Paolo co-founded the news chatbot Lebot, which received the Journalism Award for Digital Excellence, UAH, one of the country's top journalism prizes. And she hosts a, Chil- a weekly Chilean female-only political primetime TV programme and has worked as a BBC News Mundo contributor since 2014 as well. Paolo... Chile experienced a really deep social unrest in 2019 and today is writing a new constitution that's quite extraordinary to watch from the outside. What role do you think the freedom of press plays in this debate? 
Well, a freedom of express and um, the debate around the uh, free press, it's uh, one of the important topics in debate in the constitutional process. And I think this has um, highlighted some of the ongoing debates in Chile about uh, how much do we need and how much do we need to protect freedom of expression. But at the same time, uh, to which extent we as journalists, we who value journalism, should be um, address uh, the some of our flaws as as uh, communicators, some of those uh, barriers that have impeded us to um, fulfill our mission. I mean, in terms of diversity, in terms of exclusion, in terms of being able to really read the needs of uh, Chilean society and to express them in a way that can really inform the public debate. So I think those two uh, aspects are in the debate today. Freedom of the press and freedom of expression, of course, has an important role in our constitutional process. And I think it has uh, opened a debate about the need for a strong uh, freedom of press to protect freedom of press as the base Uh, for other rights uh, in our society. But at the same time, it has uh, opened a conversation and it should be, I think it should be an ongoing conversation about which are our flaws as uh, media, um, which our, where are our problems in, in terms of diversity, in terms of women leadership, in terms of being able to read Uh, the needs of society and to be able to express them in the public debate in order to have a more healthy uh, political democratic debate. You can hear the full interview at reutersinstitute.politics.ox.ac.uk. And just a note, journalists at Radio Labour are unionized and accredited by the IFJ. For May Day 2022, Labor Start, the international labor movement's news and campaigning service, produced a remarkable three-hour special on how unions around the world celebrated May 1st. Here's the editor and founder of Labor Start. Hello. Happy May Day. My name is Eric Lee, and I'm the founding editor of Labor Start. Welcome to our global online May Day event. You'll have the chance to hear directly and trade union leaders and activists from around the world. These include workers on the very front lines. You'll meet women workers from Cambodia who have been released from jail in part as the result of a labor start campaign initiated by their global union, the International Union of Food Workers. You'll see workers from Lithuania who are leading the country's first strike in the private sector. They too are the subject of a labor start campaign. You'll hear the voices in many languages of students at the Global Labor University speaking about a new labor start campaign in support of the jailed leaders of the independent democratic trade unions in Belarus, all of whom have been arrested by the regime. You will see and hear from trade unionists in the U.S., the U.K., Palestine, Egypt, Ukraine, Italy, Norway, literally dozens of countries. Happy May Day to all of you. Solidarity forever. One of the unions participating in Labor Start's May Day celebration was Central, a labor organization in the Philippines with more than 80,000 members. This is Joshua Mata from Central. 
Centro joins the international labor movement in celebrating today's International Labor Day. Today, we are marching in various cities in the country in order to celebrate the historic victories of the labor movement. After all, this is the movement that has given everyone every right that we enjoy today. Our right to eight hours of work, our minimum wages, our right to organize collectively bargain and to strike, and the right to vote. This is why, as we march, we are asking all workers to join us in our fight not just to advance our rights and welfare, but to deepen democracy in this country. We should never allow a dictator to rule over us again. You can hear from many more labor leaders from around the world talking about May Day at laborstart.org. Now here is the American folk singer Joe Glazer with Solidarity Forever. When the union's inspiration through the workers' blood shall run, there can be no power greater anywhere beneath the sun. Yet what force on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? But the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity They never toiled to earn But without our brain and muscle Not a single wheel could turn We can break their haughty power Gain our freedom when we learn That the union makes us strong And in our hands is placed the power Greater than their hoarded gold Greater than the might of armies Magnified a thousandfold we can bring to birth a new world From the ashes of the old For the union makes us strong Solidarity forever Solidarity forever Solidarity forever For the union makes us strong And that's it. Labor news you can use. You can listen to our daily newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. I'm Mark Boulanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. <laughs>